0: and author of several books, as well as former producer and director of programming for the Christian Broadcasting Network with a doctorate of ministry from Regent University, and this, just for starters. In his latest must-read, I Am Cyrus, Harry S. Truman, and the Rebirth of Israel, my next guest makes the case, and powerfully so, for what should be required reading, in every classroom, courtroom, college campus, to the halls of Congress and beyond. It's a book whose time has come for such a time as this. Here to share more in part one of my two-part conversation is its author. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a wonderful honor indeed, Dr. Craig von Buzik. Dr. Buzik, Craig, if I may, welcome to Testimony.
1: Well, thank you, Jensine. It is wonderful to be here and a pleasure. Thanks.
0: Well, first of all, I have to say I have never enjoyed more reading the origins and history behind the rebirth of Israel as recounted in your latest must-read, I Am Cyrus, engaging novel-like format that paints the picture and the passion Behind the events as they happened, no doubt little known to most, as well as shedding light on those already well versed. So, first question With the resurgence of anti Semitism worldwide in unprecedented proportions and frontline warriors in defense risking left wing anarchy, you bring a fresh perspective to an ancient narrative simply stated. The facts, and why supporting Israel and our Jewish brethren has never been more critical than it is today. Is this your reason for writing I Am Cyrus, and why the title? Can you elaborate?
1: Well, there's so much uh, growing anti-Semitism today, there's so much propaganda and negative press against Israel that I felt the time had come for a defense that went beyond 1948. So many people begin talking about the rebirth of Israel in 1948, and it makes sense because that was when the nation was reborn, as the Bible says, reborn in a day. However, the story of how it came back into being a nation really uh, went all the way back to A.D. 70, when the Romans first. Uh, pushed the Jews out of Israel, but it really got its momentum going again in the 1880s with the birth of the Zionist movement. And That happened because Tsar Alexander in Russia was assassinated, and sadly one of the assassins was a Jewish woman. So the, the Russian government came down heavy on the Jewish population in Russia. And the leaders of the Jews there in Russia, which was the largest group of Jews anywhere in the world, they said, you know, we have been doing this for too long. We need to have our own nation again. We need to have a safe haven to protect ourselves. And that was the beginning of the Zionist movement. And from Russia, the first pioneers set out uh, to go back to the nation that they had had for almost 3,000 years. And so I wanted to tell that story because so many people today and people in the news media don't know the truth of those uh, beginnings and how it grew to the point that in 1948, after the Holocaust, six million Jews being murdered, that Israel was finally given uh, its own homeland again by the United Nations. And so I approached this almost like... um, trying to defend the cause of the rebirth of Israel before the Supreme Court. So if you look in my end notes, you'll see there's more than 1,200 sources uh, to back up what it is that I've written in this book. And in answer to your question about the name of the book, what had happened is Harry S. Truman, who of course is a very central character in this story without giving too much away, he finally came after a long time of debate within his own uh, self. He came to the point of realizing that the best choice that he could make was to support the Jews in the rebirth of Israel. And then he put pressure on, through his UN delegates, to uh, get other nations to also support the vote for partition in November of 1947. And so A year later, year after uh, Israel became a nation in 1948, the chief rabbi from Israel, Rabbi Herzog, came to the White House to visit Harry Truman. And Truman said to him, do you know what it was that I did to support the rebirth of Israel? And Rabbi Herzog said, oh yes, I know very well what you did. And just like Cyrus of old, who supported the Jews in rebuilding the temple and going back to their homeland after the Babylonian captivity, you also will be remembered in the annals of Jewish history and revered just as Cyrus of old. Well, Harry Truman was very moved by that. He had tears in his eyes. He came around his desk and got right into the face of the rabbi and he said, do you really believe that? And the rabbi said, yes, you were born for this purpose, and so when Harry Truman left the White House after his second term, he was invited to speak at the Jewish Seminary in New York City, and his friend Eddie Jacobson, who we'll talk more about hopefully in the interview, Eddie was asked to introduce Harry and Eddie being a good Jewish uh, friend uh, introduced uh, Harry Truman and said, please welcome President Truman, who helped in the rebirth of Israel. And everybody clapped, and then Truman got up uh, behind the, the podium, and he turned to Eddie after the clapping died down. He said, what do you mean I helped? He said, I am Cyrus. I am Cyrus. <laughs> and that's where the name of the book came from.
0: Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Craig von Buzik author of his latest must-read, I Am Cyrus. Craig, you talk about Chaim Wiseman, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Why is he so critical to this story and the rebirth of Israel?
1: Well, I I actually love how you mispronounced his name, and the reason is that <laughs> Harry Truman also mispronounced his name. The The actual pronunciation is Haim, Haim Wiseman, but uh, Harry Truman, President Truman, called him Cham, and <laughs> Wiseman never corrected him. <laughs> so every time that he met with Wiseman, he called him Cham, and Wiseman was fine with that, so no problem. Haim Wiseman is the... Basically, you could think of him as the Benjamin Franklin of the Zionist movement. He was their greatest diplomat, and he became the first president of the nation of Israel in 1948. And Heim Wiseman had come out of Russia himself. He was a Zionist. And he became a leader of the Zionists early on when Herzl, you'll remember that um, Theodore Herzl was the leader of the Zionist movement uh, in the late 1800s. He was the one who called together the Zionist Congress, which was one of the most important moments in the history of the Jews over the last 2,000 years, when all of these Jews came from many different nations to gather for the first time as elected people representing their people back home. And they were the ones who were deciding on how to move forward with um, moving back to their promised land. Now, Theodore Herzl had received a promise from the British. They said that they would give to the Zionists uh, the territory in East Africa that we now know as Uganda. Mm -hmm. And they were going to give that to the Jews because the British Empire was, you know, it spanned the entire globe at that time. And this was land that they felt they could give to the Jews to give them a safe haven. Well, Theodore Herzl knew that there was all kinds of persecution, just like now there's growing anti-Semitism and persecution against Jews around the world. And so Herzl went to the Congress with this proposal, and Heim Wiseman was one of the leading spokesman to vote to say, let's vote against this. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he said that was he knew that it would take the focus off of trying to get their homeland in their original ancient homeland of what they called Eretz Israel, the promised land, what the Romans renamed Palestine when they kicked out the Jews, which was named after the enemy of the Jews from the Old Testament, the Philistines. And so Heim Wiseman said, we need to vote against this. And they ended up, uh, even though the vote passed in the Congress, it was so close that Herzl knew he didn't have enough support to make it happen. And after Herzl died, Wiseman then kind of moved forward as one of the main leaders of the Zionist movement. He moved to Great Britain, and during World War I, he helped to convince them to uh, give the Balfour Declaration, as you may know from history, the British were fighting against the Germans, and the Turks, or the Ottoman Empire, came in on the side of the Germans, and so the British moved into Palestine and pushed the Turks out of uh, what the Jews called Eretz Israel, and Wiseman said, we would like for you to give us our land back, and so the The British government made that promise, it was called the Balfour Declaration. And then again, moving forward to after World War II, now Harry Truman is in the White House, he's president, and he's trying to decide what to do, whether or not to support the Jews in receiving their homeland again. And he had received so much pressure from the State Department, from the Arabs, and even from Jewish leaders, some of whom had been rude to him. And so he closed the doors of the White House, shut tight, and said, I'm not going to talk to anyone. Well, Haim Wiseman came to New York and was waiting in a hotel for a meeting with Truman, and Truman wouldn't meet with him. Even though he liked Wiseman, he respected Wiseman, but he said, I'm not meeting with anyone. So the Zionists knew that the vote was happening soon in the UN, and they were panicking. And then somebody remembered about Harry Truman's old Jewish business partner from way back when they had a men's clothing store in Kansas City together. And he called him and said, Eddie, we need you to go to the White House and convince Truman to meet with Haim Wiseman. Eddie Jacobson flew to the White House, met with Truman, and after a lot of argument, Truman finally gave in, met with Haim Wiseman, and he said that in that meeting with Haim Wiseman and Eddie Jacobson, that's when Truman decided once and for all that he would support the nation of Israel. And that's why Haim Wiseman is one of the most important characters in this whole story.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to nationally acclaimed author speaker, writer, as well as former producer and director of programming for the Christian Broadcasting Network, and so much more, Dr. Craig von Busek, in his latest must-read, I Am Cyrus, Harry S. Truman, and The Rebirth of Israel. You can learn more about Dr. Busek's work, ministry, and mission by visiting vonbusek.com and inspiration.org where he serves as editor of content, and get his book, get informed, you will be blessed, and yes, inspired that you did. Dr. Buzek, Craig, if I may, thank you for taking precious time to share just a little of your amazing, thoroughly researched, and indeed enlightening read, I Am Cyrus. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you.
1: Thank you, Gensine. I look forward to it.
0: Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift